Welcome to the Weave Podcast. My name is Sarah Resnick, and I'm the host of this podcast and the owner of the online weaving yarn shop, Gist Yarn and Fiber. Hi, everyone. If you are listening on the day this episode airs, Monday, November 26, today is the last day of our Thanksgiving sales in the Gist Yarn Shop. Absolutely everything in the shop is on sale. Yarn and looms and shuttles and roving and natural dye kits, all of it. So if you want to stock up on your favorites, you can go to www.gistyarn.com. That's G-I-S-T-Y-A-R-N.com. This week on the podcast, I'm talking to Ashley Thurman and Beth Meyer from FiberShare. FiberShare is one of those beautiful weaving institutions that makes our community so special. Founded in 2015, FiberShare is at its very basic and international yarn swap. Every few months, fiber lovers can sign up to swap a yarn care package with a new friend, helping people meet new artists, experience new materials, and build community. I'm so excited to have Ashley and Beth on the podcast to talk about how FiberShare got started, what it's evolved into, and how you can join. Welcome to the podcast, Ashley and Beth. Thanks for coming on. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Can you start out by introducing yourselves and also sharing what FiberShare is? Yeah, so um, this is Ashley Thurman, um, founder and CEO of FiberShare, um, which is basically just a really fancy title. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And FiberShare is at its most basic an international yarn and fiber swap open to several different fiber crafts. So. And what does that mean? What's a fiber swap? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... um, Three times a year, we open up signups, and um, you give us your information, what craft you want to participate in, what your fiber philosophy is, and then we match you up with two different partners, and you send yarn to one person, and they send, and somebody else sends yarn to you. So it's a lot of fun. Hmm. Well, before we dive a lot more into what FiberShare is and how and why you started it, I would love to hear a little bit about your personal stories. Like, how did you each end up loving fibers and what sort of crafts do each of you do? Yeah. Beth, do you want to go first? Oh, sure. So um, I would say I like a lot of different kinds of yarn crafts. It's hard for me to just choose one, but my, my favorite and longest running is knitting Um, and I also used to spin yarn and do weaving and through weaving, um, I got to know Ashley, um, a few years ago when FiberShare was just starting out. It was like this really small, intimate swap she just put together for fun and I participated. It was mostly weavers, um, and... Yeah, we just kept growing FiberShare together. We became friends and um, just kept inviting more people to join, spreading the word, and um, now it is what it is today. Yeah, and um, I didn't really fall in love with fibers until I was a freshman in college, and I took an intro to weaving course. By the end of that first semester, I had switched my major completely to fibers and over the next four years expanded um, my skills with weaving and dabbled in surface design. Um, 
But after my son was born in 2008, uh, I took a several year hiatus from fibers. Um, and then I was scrolling through Instagram one day and saw um, Natalie Novak of Comb Thunder. She actually posted a weaving in, I think it was 2015. And I was like, hey, I know how to do that. Uh, so I made myself a makeshift frame loom and started weaving. Um, since then I've learned how to spin and dabbled in several <laughs> other fiber arts. Um, but time is, is definitely an issue, you know, trying to fit it all in. So. And wh what was the origin idea of starting a fiber swap where strangers would send gifts to each other? <laughs> Yeah, so in late 2015, my Instagram friend, Cherry, um, she actually lives in Australia, messaged me. Um, and the idea originally was to get a hold of different fibers that aren't available locally to us. She's actually in Australia, and I'm based in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, but then also to kind of get to know people as well who are kind of interested in the same things because I at the time didn't have any friends locally who were interested at all <laughs> in fibers and she didn't either so um, that first swap we had was by invitation only and it was um, specifically weavers um, seven weavers from around the world and um, once we started kind of sharing what we were doing on Instagram, um, it kind of like blew up from there. Everybody wanted to know how they could get involved. And in 2016, we opened the first public round of FiberShare. I think we had about 60 participants and uh, the rest is history. <laughs> Do you remember what you got in your first box and what you gave? Yes, I actually, um, I just shared a couple weeks ago, the first box that I actually sent to Rainy Owen of uh, The Unusual Pair. And it was very small <laughs> and simple. And it's kind of crazy um, to look back at what I sent. But I actually received from uh, Wallflower Weaving, Sophie Cottrell, for my first, um, the package coming to me. And she sent um, a lovely, lovely assortment of yarn. So it was really nice. Hmm. And so the first time you opened it up to the public, you had 60 people mm -hmm. join. And, and what was that like? You know, how did that go? It was interesting because, um, you know, seven or 60 participants is much more than seven. So um, we were new to the whole process. How do you gather information? How do you um, match people up? How do you um, send them their partner information? Um, it's, you know, a little bit more difficult when you're talking, um, you know, several more people. And um, we learned a lot, <laughs> but I'd say we learned something new probably every single round. Um, as our numbers grow, it gets more difficult, more involved. Um, I Sometimes I wish that we could just go back to having 60 participants because <laughs> um, it was so, you know, in retrospect, it was so much more simpler. <laughs> but, you know, 
it is what it is. It's fun. What do you think is the number one reason that people are signing up to get and send gifts to strangers? Oh, what do you think, Beth? <laughs> um, honestly, now I think it is mostly because of our community and people want to make friends. Mm-hmm. Um, like Fibershare may have started like with the interest of sharing fibers, you know, like Ashley went to college for fiber art, like she said. So she is really interested in like learning like technical side of fibers, but not everybody that participates in fiber share has that um, like specific passion about yarn. We have all different kinds of participants who love um, just like a wide range of yarns and fibers. So while it is about sending um, like cool finds and cool yarns to people around the world, even more than that, it's like a, a relationship building opportunity and it's just fun. So I think that's probably the main reason now that people participate. They say things like, Fiber share is like Christmas three times a year because <laughs> we usually have three swaps a year and it's, it's just a lot of fun. It is. Mm, that's great. So how does it work? Would a weaver be matched with another weaver to get weaving yarn? Do people get matched with people in other countries? Like how do you think about putting those matches together? Yeah. So when you sign up, you um, can pick like what your craft is, um, what your fiber philosophy is. And when I, when I say fiber philosophy, I mean like, um, do you prefer natural fibers? Are you, um, a vegan fiber artist? Um, do you prefer just acrylic yarns? Um, there's several different categories you can choose from, and then you can actually, um, give your shipping preference, which unfortunately we're not always able to guarantee. Um, but those are the main, um, categories that we actually match people up with. So the idea is, yes, if you sign up as a weaver, you get matched with another weaver and then um, matched with someone who shares the same um, philosophy as you do so that you kind of know um, you don't have to like learn a new fiber philosophy in order to send a great package. Um, Yeah. Hmm. I'm sure that you hear lots of stories from fiber share participants and see lots of pictures of what they're sharing and what are some of your favorite stories and boxes and wacky things that have happened? Yeah. Things. Beth, do you want to? Um, one thing that always just makes me feel delighted is when I see um, people meet up in real life mm-hmm. um, who have met each other through fiber share and like, Personally, I don't have a lot of people in my life or um, like even in my family who do fiber art. Um, So it's been really fun for me. Like if I go to um, a fiber festival, for example, I will sometimes run into somebody else who has like a fiber share tote bag or something and Um, it's just like really fun (laughs) to see another person who is part of our community. So like, you know, I love hearing all the stories about what goes into somebody's fiber share package that they send. But even more than that, I just love hearing about like the friendships and people talking long term or meeting up at a fiber festival. Um, and I even got like 
a really fun um, opportunity last year to be partnered with somebody who I had met at a local fiber festival. Um, like Ashley had partnered me up with her. Um, and then like, I got to go back to the fiber festival this year and see her, my old fiber share partner. And I bought a skein of yarn from her booth. She's awesome. Her name is Sarah and her shop is bitter Buffalo fibers. Um, she just dyes like really pretty yarn and it's fun. It's like fiber share gives you kind of a like a community home base when you go to events and you can find another person in the fiber share tribe and feel comfortable <laughs> and have fun. Yeah. And for me, it's really hard to kind of pick just one um, package or one story. But one person that I did want to kind of highlight is Andrea Collects. You can find her on Instagram. Um, Beth, I think you were actually partnered with her yes. last round. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. She always does the best um little extra like she will hand draw the contents of her fiber share package mm. which is like the cutest thing ever and it's such a nice creative touch that um, yeah like she makes a legend basically yeah you know and it's it's just it's beautiful <laughs> I want to be like her <laughs> do you give people suggestions about what to include or what not to include I imagine some people could feel nervous trying to make something that somebody else will like who they'd never met <laughs> yeah uh we do a lot of that um like when you sign up for a round of fiber share we actually send several newsletters um that will help you um when you're putting together your package um and there are folks that sign up that are like, I've never done this, or maybe they're a beginner in their craft and they don't know um, what would be suitable. But um, we try and kind of, you know, just tell them, hey, like, you know, it's not about what you send, really. I mean, of course it is. <laughs> Everybody wants to have like a good package. Um, but as long as you're taking the time and getting to know your partner, chatting with them and, um, including things in your package that you believe they will enjoy creating with, um, you really can't go wrong. Um, you know, I've gotten packages, um, you know, I, and I think this is my 12th route. I, <laughs> I can't remember now. Um, I've gotten big packages, small packages, um, and really the thing that I like the most is when somebody sends me something that they love um, because then I get to try something new <laughs> and expand my, you know, knowledge and um, experience as well. So. so how many people did you have sign up this most recent time and what has it been like to manage the challenges of this project as it grows? That's all I do. I can't remember the number. Yeah, I can take that one. So I, it was 2,800 and something. I wow. think 2,841. So each round, um, we have gotten a little bit bigger. Um, usually we get at least a couple hundred more people each round um, than the previous round, which is really exciting. Um, and... So a big part of my job in FiberShare, I am the creative director, and part of that includes 
um, building and managing our website and the website is where everybody goes to get signed up to participate in FiberShare and also where everybody can go to learn about how to sign up. So there's kind of like two big logistical <laughs> things that keep getting bigger. Um, like first of all, making sure that people understand what FiberShare is and right. how to send a FiberShare package um, like what all of our policies are, what happens if you don't receive your package, which I will just say, by the way, while it came up, um, if you participate and you don't receive a package for whatever reason, like it gets lost in the mail or your partner has something come up and can't fulfill their obligation to send, um, we send a replacement. So if you participate in FiberShare, you will always, always, always get a FiberShare package as long as you just stay in touch with us about it. But anyway, my point was, um, yeah, like we just keep tweaking our information base every round. Um, and we also tweak our signups every round, meaning that we like add more detailed questions. We listen to our community members and add things um, that everybody wants to like, in, like information that people want to know about the partner who they will be sending yarn to. Right. So um, it's just like a, a lot to think about. It's a very detail oriented process because we want everything to just stay like fun and as streamlined as possible. And then like the just logistics of like learning how <laughs> to make a huge website, learning how to do WordPress and Jotform and MailChimp and learning like you know, my husband works in marketing and he has become like a website expert. So he is a really big part of um, like why the FiberShare website is what it is today. Um, yeah, definitely name... shout out to Jacob. <laughs> For sure, yeah. So my husband's name is Jacob Meyer. He is the marketing director at a commercial photography firm in Cincinnati where we live called OMS Photo. And um, he also consults for FiberShare on a regular basis, which is basically just like a fancy way of saying at midnight when I'm freaking out trying <laughs> to figure out how to write code or something, he comes to the rescue. <laughs> um, so it's been like a, it's definitely just been like a long-term process of learning Um how to make FiberShare easy for everyone to sign up. And I really enjoy it. It's a great challenge. <laughs> I'm curious if you know if there are similar kinds of swaps happening in other sorts of making communities. I think one of the things that's really beautiful about FiberShare is that it opens up opportunities for people to share, you know, if they don't have a weaving guild nearby that they can be part of or like a very direct physical community, it, it builds that community. And I'm just curious if there's anything else out there like this, do you know? Yeah, I mean, I think there are several um, swaps out there. Um, if you go on Ravelry, if you're a knitter or a crocheter, um, there's several there. Um, and then I think there's a couple else like out on Instagram. But to be honest, like I've never participated in any other swap, <laughs> of, and I don't think Beth has either. So um, 
No, yeah. I just don't even have time to participate. Right. <laughs> I'm just curious if there's like woodworkers who are sending each other things or, you know. <laughs> you know, I think actually I saw um, a quilt swap Ooh, startup not nice. too long ago. And before I even realized FiberShare was going to be a thing, um, I almost signed up for a mug swap, which... Mm. was interesting like coffee mugs <laughs> that's fine yeah so but you know like also um we encourage people if they make a friend whether it's through fiber share or not um and they think it would be fun to just like swap with them go for it right um like ashley i know you sometimes have personal swaps outside of fiber share just for fun yeah i'm kind of addicted <laughs> <laughs> What's on the horizon for the future of FiberShare? Um, for me personally, a big goal of mine is to get out into the community and have a physical pre- pre- you know, presence, not just an online presence. Um, so I'm not exactly sure what that means at this moment, but you know, my idea is to maybe start going to some fiber festivals um, and different meetups and um, things like that to kind of start meeting the community in real life. (laughs) What about you, Beth? Yeah, and um, I feel like I want to find more ways to give back to the community of FiberShare. Like we've talked about possibly doing podcast someday. Mm -hmm. So this Mm -hmm. is really fun to get our feet wet and be on your podcast, Sarah. Thank (laughs) you for inviting us. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, We're just brainstorming ways that we can give back because the yarn community has given so much to both of us Mm -hmm. and we're really thankful and happy to be doing this job. Yes. So if there are people listening to this who had never heard of FiberShare or who had heard of it but are now tempted to sign up, um, can you just walk through how they can do that? And also, I think I have a fair number of listeners who might not be on Instagram. So is this something that, you know, maybe share also for folks that might not be so familiar with that language? So, um, yeah, first of all, your Instagram question is important. Right now, it is a requirement to Mm. have an Instagram account to participate. And we have gotten feedback from some people that that is a roadblock for them. Um, So we're thinking, you know, long term about what it might look like in the future to not have Instagram um, be mandatory. But for now, Instagram has been an amazing tool for everybody to um, use as like a social hub and share pictures of the kinds of yarn that they love to use, the kinds of projects that they do. And it's just been like the easiest tool for us to use um, for everyone to be able to like get to know their partners and stay in touch and for us to distribute information um, about like what what the dates are for signing up, you know, share pictures of fiber share packages. It's just like a good community building tool. So first of all, if you don't have Instagram, it's so easy like to just make an account. You don't have to <laughs> have a lot of followers. You don't even have to have a public account. It can be private. 
you just probably should share like a few pictures on it of what kind of yarn you like so your partner can take a look. Um, and as far as like what happens when you want to sign up, um, you should definitely follow our newsletter, get on our mailing list. You can do that by going to fibershare.org. Um, and just get signed up. We'll send you announcements about when it's time to sign up for FiberShare. Um, and I'm gonna let Ashley talk about like how to actually sign up and what that looks like because she's the expert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so once we open signups, you'll just go to our website, fibershare.org, and it's F-I-B-R-E. Um, not F-I-B-E-R. Um, and you, it's a very lengthy questionnaire, first of all, so make sure you have enough time. <laughs> but um, you're just going to, you know, pick a craft. So there's eight different crafts involved, and they are weaving, knitting, crochet, macrame, spinning, embroidery, punch needle, and felting. <laughs> So um, you pick one of those, whichever one you want to join up with, and um, your fiber philosophy. And um, you'll tell a little bit more about like what colors you like, what colors you don't like, um, and tell a little bit about yourself, and then leave your mailing address. Um, there is a small fee. It's eight U.S. dollars, um, and that includes your partners and um your it's like almost like insurance for just in case your package goes missing or um you know your partner flakes there is that built into your sign up fee so that we can actually invest in um materials to send your replacement package um and then after signups close, we take your information, match you up. You get two different partners, one you send to and one you receive from. And then once we send you your information, the rest is up to you. And we do um, send out a lot of newsletters, mm -hmm. a lot of reminders on Instagram um, about like the timeline of FiberShare. So don't worry. It's not like we just send you your partner <laughs> and then you're flying so completely. Um, like we've got your back and Ashley, um, does like a really amazing job through social media of <laughs> like doing these fun stories and games, like getting to know you games. So as long as you, um, you know, like you're going to get into, get out of it what you put into it. So right. just like be involved. You'll, you'll, you'll catch on pretty easy, like what's expected of you. And it's a lot of fun. Well, I really appreciate you both taking the time to come on the podcast. And I'm wondering before we finish up, if either of you have, or both of you actually could share a closing piece of advice or words of wisdom for weavers and other textile artists out there. Yeah. So Personally, um, it's really important to me to, to not get wrapped up in whether I'm doing my craft the right way. Um, like it, it can be a little bit intimidating when you get involved with 
um, like social media and the yarn community, seeing how like everybody else looks like an expert at what they're doing, whether it's a knitting project or if you're learning to spin, like you worry maybe you're not, you know, spinning your yarn the right way. And even for a fiber share package, it can be a little bit intimidating. Like you worry you're not going to know the right kind of yarn to send or the you know, fancy enough yarn to send. And ultimately, I just would love to encourage everybody just like be yourself and don't worry about whether you're an expert or if you're doing it right because nobody really knows what they're doing. And <laughs> it's it's just really just have fun with it. Don't worry so much about if you're doing it right or wrong. Yeah, and definitely for me, um, you know, social media is a great tool and you can get a lot out of it, but at the same time, don't let that determine like um, how well you're doing Um, and don't compare yourself to people who have a large amount of followers or um, seem (laughs) to have a lot of sales. Um, because in the end, the amount of followers you have and the amount of likes you have on a, you know, a photo you post does not determine your self-worth or like how well you're doing. So don't get caught up in that and definitely just stay in your own lane and put your blinders on and like Beth said, do things that you're passionate about and people will catch on to that. Good advice. (laughs) Well, thank you both so much for taking the time. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us. This was fun. That's a wrap. If you'd like to see photos of some of those gorgeous FiberShare packages that were mentioned, or to see the link to the FiberShare website so you can see for yourself what all of this is about, then head on over to the show notes at www.gistyarn.com slash episode hyphen 42. Thank you so much to those of you who are donating to support the podcast. It truly warms my heart every time I see a donation come in. If you find the show valuable and would like to support me and LaShawn to make future episodes, we would be so grateful for a one-time or monthly donation. Any amount is appreciated. You can donate by going to www.gistyarn.com podcast and clicking on the donate button. Another way to support the podcast is to write a review on Apple Podcast and to tell your friends about the show. Thanks. Hello. Next week on the podcast, I'm talking with Sajada Epps, a founding member of the Kelly Street Collective in the Bronx, New York. Sajada is an artist and weaver who creates textile products for her lifestyle brand, using recycled tools and natural materials from her Urban Gardening Collective. Tune in next Monday for that episode. Until next time, happy weaving!